You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. That was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Wednesday, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, I was talking before the show. We need to have a bizarro show <laughs> where all of us flip roles. Should we like put all the roles in a hat and then no. pull, pull roles nope. from the hat? Nope, nope, nope. We're going to be more structured like, to it? The one, like you and you and Patrick, like it, it isn't really a big change. No. Because you will flip over to being the producer. I literally booked two of the guests for today's show. Yeah. So that's. Hey, what? Wait, well, you want to. No, I'm not saying that you want. No, I don't know. Pat, Pat, you want to walk over here and pat him on the back real quick? <laughs> I mean, thanks, Maddie. I mean, no, I mean, he. I couldn't hey, get one of the guests. Like, my, hey, he did good. Hey, I literally, my, I literally had to book. Point. I literally had to book two of the guests because our producer's an idiot. I never said need. I said I did. Uh-huh. I said you're putting words in my mouth, nope, trying to paint me as a bad guy. Nope. Why would I paint you as a bad guy? I don't know. You're the know. child you of did, Calgary. I don't know. You're the I don't son know of why Calgary. you would, George. You tell me. You're the son of Calgary. So I think we should have a bizarro show <laughs> where you and Patrick switch places and Alex and I switch places. So Alex is the host of the show for like at least one segment. What do you think, Alex? Woof. What? <laughs> have Alex do morning report. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. He's got a host. Oh, he's going to host. Okay. Yeah, he's in the A chair. All right, all right. I think it'd be great. I'd get eight chair money. How much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can make tens of dollars <laughs> like I do. <laughs> tens of dollars. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, how nervous would you be? Oh, I would be sweating buckets. Really? <laughs> oh, definitely. It's not that hard. It's not like you're doing it alone. That's yeah. true. It's not like you're like, hey, Alex, here's 25 minutes without any guest, Phil. Or a board op. <laughs> yeah. You got to op it yourself. Yeah. Uh, you give me a crash course in doing the board, and I'll give you a crash course in hosting. Will it be just, better just than... Just talk about things that pop into your head. It's very simple. What about when uh, Buddy took over uh, back at 590? <laughs> just, just... Nico? Just Nico sent it. Yeah, well, uh, what, what our listeners have no idea what you're talking about, but here's the thing. So we had a board op. Years ago, Nico Cardarelli, overnight board up. His jacket always smelled like weed when he came in. Weird. <laughs> so uh, CBS Sports Radio that you hear on this very same radio station, Sportsnet 960, the fan, and went down and uh, Nico decided that, hey, instead of playing like a Jeff Blair replay like he's supposed to for like 25 minutes. You're the fan 590. You've done interviews all day long. Just yeah, pick one and they're replay all there, it. And they're, they're all yeah. there. You don't have to search. You don't have to re-record them. They're literally right there. That the, easy. The full versions are right there, or like they're cut down. So no, what Nico decided to do was he um he had it. He hijacked the radio station and decided to host at like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> and the best part about all of that is um he um he tried to put collars on and didn't know how to do it, even though he was the board up. 
<laughs> and even the better part about all of it was uh, he posted it on his socials. Like, nobody would have found out. Yeah. Like, I'm sure people listening would have been like, what is... It was a Sunday morning at, like, 4.30. Yeah, you're like, hey, like, this is one like of those dead things. Dead time. Nobody's listening to the radio station at that time. Sure. Right? And, uh, no, he posted it on his socials. <laughs> and, uh... Look at it me. It was quite the scene. Look at me. Go. Now, see, now you mentioned that. Now I feel like I got to play about, like, 30 seconds of it. If you got it. Like, I do have it. It's It's pretty good audio. I gotta say. Yeah, like I do have it. You don't have it, do you, Alex? I don't have it anymore, but I can pull you up on the board here. No, but no, I like I'll have to send it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that works too. Mm. Yeah, so okay, here it is. I'm forwarding it to you right now. <laughs> and uh we'll, we just play a little uh, it, listen, it's well worth the wait. Yeah, like again, <laughs> like we might find it funny and like people might not find it really funny. Oh, this is so annoying that I got to do it like. So anyway, we'll, we'll, before the Rose Report, before we go to break here, we'll play a little snippet of Nico Cardarelli, <laughs> um, who who like he does a lot of stuff. He's still grinding away in broadcasting. Still in the industry. You love to yeah. see it. No, good for him. But this is one of the most legendary clips in the history of the Fan 590, where a board op with basically no hosting experience, like I'm the captain now. Like that's essentially what yeah, he did. Yeah, the, the old uh, yeah. the old meme from the yeah Captain Phillips starring uh, Tom Hanks. That's the so one. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so that's what he did. Um, I'm Alex. I'm sending it to you right now. All right, you got it. There you go. Okay. Uh, there's a lots thoughts we got to get to. We have a jam packed show with guests today. We got to get you qualified for a five hundred five hundred dollar gift card from our good friends at uh, Charm Diamond Centers. But first, I wanted to ask you guys about something. What did you want to ask me about? Um, I, you know I don't get political on this show. No. I don't like to talk about politics. Nor, honestly, do I know anything about Alberta politics. It's probably good. You and me both. Yeah. I feel like Wait. it's contentious between Alberta and the federal government. That's just the sense I get around well, here. I think it's a yep. little contentious. Yeah, 50-plus okay. years on? Yeah. Um, so I saw the Premier, Danielle Smith, uh, meet Justin Trudeau yesterday. Oh, the handshake. Yeah, I want to talk about the handshake. <laughs> because she gave him the old wet salmon. <laughs> right? Poppy. She gave him the wet salmon. And for those of you who don't know what the wet salmon is, is when you just put your hand out there without any force and like very loose, and then somebody shakes your hand, and you're like, you're not even returning the handshake. No, it's, it's just very there. disrespectful. She looks like she has Emperor Palpatine hands. <laughs> the way they just kind of hang there in the wind. Sure. And then <laughs> I don't well, I don't get that reference. Dog. <laughs> so so she gave him the wet salmon. Yeah. Which I thought was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it also made me laugh. Cuz like there's the, there's the prime minister wet salmon by the premier. Boom. It's, it's kind of a I, I saw the video. I'd seen another one floating around where uh, old old Ken Dog had done it as well. Gave the wet seven to, to Trudeau. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of a little tradition here in Alberta premieres, I guess. <laughs> like wet salmons? Oh, yeah. yeah. To, That's what you do? To, to the prime minister yeah. in particular. Because there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a wide variety. There's a big spectrum of handshakes. Yeah. Like the, the, the quote-unquote proper way to do a handshake is web-to-web three pumps. That's the proper way to do a handshake. Oh. What about like Adrian Peterson breaking your hand? Well, no. Well, Adrian Peterson's a total scumbag. <laughs> and 
<laughs> I wish nothing but the worst for Adrian Peterson in his life because he beats children because he's the worst. But um, yeah, there's there's a big spectrum here. People who try to crush your hand or the wet salmon, and then the premier just dipped out the wet salmon. Yeah. Just Justin Trudeau. Here you go. Like, it's shocking when you get wet salmon. The handshake yeah. says a lot about you, George. That's yeah. right. It sure does. It sure does. You got a big old wet salmon up in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. and he had, to, he had to reach out. He yeah. had to try and really initiate the thing. Like, yeah. Again. Again. Don't want to get into politics. I just saw that handshake, and I started laughing. I'm like... That is a quintessential wet salmon <laughs> that uh, that drama teacher from Montreal got. So to it was a tea. great. Oh yeah, like total wet salmon. Eat that, Trudeau. I thought it, I, I just laughed for about five minutes after yeah. watching that. Oh, I've watched it many a time. Alex, yep. you got the Nico clip ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought we were doing it at the end of the segment. Well, like, do you have it ready? Because we just talked about it. Like, I was stalling there. Hopefully, you. I have can it. have it ready and. Two seconds. He okay. was just watching the wet salmon. Over the wet salmon. Over. He was just watching it on <laughs> repeat. Got to get a replay. And, it's like, on and, the, the, like, and the look on his face is like, oh, I just got wet salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, he'd probably never call it wet salmon, but I call it the wet salmon. It just hangs there, and like you grab it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just it's, and like you don't even and like it's lifeless. Her hand was it's like still wet. Yeah. The top of her hand was facing him when he <laughs> grabbed it. It was super <laughs> awkward and super wet. That thing was dripping wet. That wet salmon. <laughs> Um, we have a busy show today. So like I said, we're um, we got you qualified. Uh, we want to qualify you for a five hundred dollar gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. We're giving that away on Friday. So if you get in today at nine sixty nine sixty on the text line, I think we're doing text only today. Or we're going to try to do some calls. What do you think? I don't know. If we mm. can get them in. It's tight. Yeah, I think we we could maybe squeeze them in after Adam Stanley. When we talk golf at seven. Yeah. There's there's probably a little bit of a hole there. There's a little bit of room. Um, so we have Adam Stanley coming on. Uh, Sportsnet uh, golf analyst uh, will join us at 7 o'clock. Uh, tee up the Waste Management Open, which is turning into one of the premier events on the PGA Tour. Well, it's only got 23 of the top 24 eligible yeah. players that are going to be there. How many Crazy. unofficial fifth majors are there? This one could be one. No. <laughs> Come well, on. We know it's the players. <laughs> I thought it was the Canadian Open. I thought it was the Canadian Open. No. But it's, it's <laughs> disgraceful how the Canadian Open gets treated. Oh, yeah. When it's a national championship. Yeah. Back in 2000, Tiger Woods, there's a super old trophy that's like 150 years old. And Tiger played the Canadian Open where he hit that legendary shot at Glen Abbey mm-hmm. with the six iron from yeah. the sand on 18 over the tree, which everyone tries at Glen Abbey and nobody could ever do. Um, and that tree's actually grown a lot larger than when actually Tiger did it. <laughs> oh, so it's like, a little older now. Yeah, eh? it's, yeah, it's like 22 years older now, so it's like nearly impossible yeah. to do that shot. So Tiger won the, the Open Championship the U.S. Open, and the Canadian Open all at the same time. And there was actually a trophy for that. Really? Yeah. Like an old-school trophy? Yeah. Hmm. And if you actually... I watched this thing on... Um, it was like the Project Tiger Woods when he got together with TaylorMade and when they were doing his irons. And they showed pictures of his irons from 2000 where he had that incredible year and how every iron was worn out. The ball was exactly right. in the middle of every single club face perfectly aligned in every single shot he was taking. The only jarring thing about watching Tiger from back then is how baggy his pants were. They're very baggy. <laughs> yeah. Long the, the, shirts, the shirts are like kind of slim. Baggy. And then pff, 
They yeah, just kind of poof out. Yeah, very MC Hammerish. Those sure. Pants, yeah. You know, we're just coming out of the '90s. We still haven't really gotten. Yeah. No, out of they, no the slim the, fit, no yeah. tailored, just very baggy. As Tiger was it, ripping those. Yeah, irons. I'm watching the shot right now. Like in those was, shots. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, an incredible yeah, shot. Yeah. But people are angry about joggers in the rain yeah. too. Yeah, but you shouldn't wear joggers on the course. I disagree. What do you mean? Well, you might as well not wear a shirt then, Maddie. I think that there's some very nice joggers you can definitely wear on the course, like the ones that they were wearing on tour last weekend. The one where you're showing your ankle off. Yeah, I'll show a little ankle. <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. Yeah, I'd much rather see golf shorts on there than a jogger. Very antiquated. Well, yeah. obviously, if I'm if it's warm, I'm going to okay. wear shorts. All right. So the first time you and I go golfing, and I'm sure to be a little coolish, I want you to wear some really nice joggers. I I've worn I wore them all the time before I ripped the crotch in them. Oh, okay. I had like all a right. tan pair. They oh, were well, great. Did you get them from Costco? No, I got them from. Were winners. they great with the elastic band? Kirkland joggers. Yeah. They they were like the canvas style. They weren't okay. sweats. All right. Um, Chef Mike Peugeot. 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 Um, he's going to join us in studio. Yes. Uh, managing partner, executive chef at Pat and Betty, going to join us. Um, we're going to help you out with your Super Bowl menu. He's going to give you some tips. Yeah. Like there's some Super Bowl staples out there that people like to do at home. Sure. Like a chicken wing, chili, nachos. Yep. Ribs. Wings. Sure. Yeah, I said like wings is the first thing. Oh, I did said you that. say wings? Yeah. Oh, I'm not bad. He didn't, okay. You didn't say it like that, though. I didn't say wings. Like, wings. Just get wings. Wings. So he's going to come in studio. He's going to help us out, help you, help us all out on how to how to do you up your Super Bowl menu right. Like chicken dip. Even the current girlfriends. Yeah. Savage roll, yeah. Yeah, even the Yeah, rolls are very Jim bits. Jimmy's. Jim Thos. Yeah. Jim yeah, he'll show us how to make donut holes or Jim bits. Or cabbage rolls. That's very Super Bowl, eh? A nice hearty cabbage roll at the Super Bowl. What are you bringing to the Super Bowl? Shepherd's pie. What? I had shepherd's pie yesterday for dinner. Okay, actually. but like, yeah, you're not sitting there going, mmm, she- Chiefs and Eagles, let's yeah, go. Let's get Give this. Me that shepherd piping pie. hot shepherd's pie. It's uh, like, you're not what? eating that. It's like, like, make a, like a rib roast. Yeah, like, ribs are cool. But like a roast, though. Right, yeah. Don't like do a roast. You, yeah, no, you can't. So, Chef Mike Pigeot is going to join us. Broccoli casserole. Yeah. He's going to bean and broccoli casserole. Ooh. So, he's going to join us in studio, help you out with your Super Bowl menu, which I think is going to be super fun. I'm excited for yeah, this. And, I, I chatted with him briefly yesterday. He sounded very excited. Yeah. I'm excited to get him in studio. Um, and uh, he's going to help a us big out. big deal in town. Yeah. So, I, I like that we have like a legit chef. Coming yeah, in to help time. you out with your Super Bowl menu. Arash Madani, Sportsnet reporter, live from Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. He'll join us. He'll tee up the game. He can talk a ton of Blue Jays, too, because Bo Bichette uh, is apparently signing a three-year extension, just taking away his RB years, but not his free agent years. And we'll get to that later on in the show as well. And uh, at 8.30, Ryan Pike, um, analyst, co-host of Flames Talk, uh, will join us. Wrote a, wrote a good piece yesterday on Flames Nation. <laughs> About the new arena and where we're at with the new arena. So lots to do today. Very, very busy show. And your chance to qualify for a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. Um, there was a story that came out yesterday. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will spend <laughs> four days and four nights at a retreat with no light. He will sit in pure darkness. He'll get food halfway through, drop through a slot. Okay, like he's in jail, like he's in solitary. Mm -hmm. Like this is what Aaron Rodgers wants because he wants to think about his future 
This is the best way he can clear his head. He can think about a ton of stuff. So what we want to ask you is, what would be the best and worst part about having to spend four days and four nights in complete darkness away from everybody with your partner? 960, 960, name and location. The best and worst part about spending it in pitch black, silent darkness with your partner. 960, 960, name and location. The best text read by our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, Texty McTexterson, will qualify for the $500 gift card from Chime Diamond Center. Charm Diamond Centers. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what we get. Now, is it a requirement that they have to have both the parts? Because you said and. Yeah. Yeah. There's a two-parter here. The best part and the worst part. Yes. We need both. Yeah. Like, here's here's why it would be awesome. Yeah. Here's why it won't be that awesome. (laughs) And I think that the... The darkness is one thing. It's the silence. Yes. That is the other. Right. I think that would be harder when you're in there with somebody. I know there's that one room, I believe it's in Minnesota, where it's the quietest room in the world. And it's so quiet that you can actually hear your body working. Um, Like you can hear. Ah, yes. The uh, Ancoechic Chamber at the Orfield Laboratories in Minneapolis. Yes. It has a background noise reading of minus 9.4 decibels. Yeah, and apparently, like, it can really mess with your head if you're in there. Because you can you can literally hear your body working. Because that's how quiet it is in there. I would be intrigued to understand the science behind that. I was even surprised when I got, like, some new little earbuds. Yeah. And I put them in my ears, and they have a noise-canceling mode on them. Yeah. Crazy. The amount of noise they cancel. Be yeah. walking down the street, can't even hear cars driving by. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, no. So but, you, so if you were downtown Toronto, you probably would have been hit by now. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I can't really use them unless I'm and actually trying to avoid people. Here's one of the other worst parts. And then about people Toronto. just think you're rude because they can't tell that yeah. you're wearing the buds in. Here, here's another reason why everyone hates Toronto and deservedly so. Um, sometimes pedestrians they don't even look; they just see the the walk sign and they just go mm-hmm. because it's their right. Meanwhile, you know how many people have been smoked in downtown Toronto by just not having their head on a swivel? A lot. Yeah, I guess. But if you're walking on a walk sign, that's how I got hit by a car. But yeah, but you still I was walking. Look. I was walking. I did look and then I got hit by a car because I looked down to look at my phone while I was walking on a green. Yeah, I think I it's a driver's story. problem. I frankly, this story. This is, this is something that strikes a chord with me. This is yeah. the driver's fault. Yeah. 100%. And frankly, if you get hit in a crosswalk on a walk, you should get that bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, the person, like, they should, yeah, absolutely. But still, keep you your head on it. a swivel. Yeah, sure. All the time. Protect yourself. Did you see the picture of, speaking of head on a swivel, and in this conversation, the picture of MJ shooting his legendary shot and then LeBron shooting his and the crowd differences? How they were just holding their phones. How on one the crowd is just, you can't see any faces, it's all phones, and yeah. the other is just people like live actually in the moment. watching. It's, it's live in a the moment. wild photograph. Live in the moment. Okay, um, Alex, you have Nico Cardarelli teed up? Yeah, I pulled two kind of short clips because it's four minutes. One Yo. of them's 17 seconds, the other's 39 seconds. Okay, so let's play, uh, well, you have the one where like the station goes down and he jumps on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, so time. again, uh, the former <laughs> management of... Sportsnet Radio is no longer with us. 
So I guess they won't be angry if we play this. But this is also a clip that's it's about eight years old now. So I think we're safe to play it. It's so, ancient history. Yeah. So Nico Cardarelli, uh, God bless him, uh, <laughs> used to be an op at Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. The CBS Sports Radio feed went down during his shift, and he decided, you know what? I'm going to play Hero tonight at like 4.30 in the morning on Toronto Radio. Uh, let's hear some Nico live in Toronto that fateful night, Alex. Hit it. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties from CBS Sports Radio, so we're going to try something a little bit off the cuff right now. My name's Nico Cartarelli. You can follow along with me on Twitter, at Bro Behind the Mic, and this is live radio at its finest, literally live radio. Uh, you know what the worst part is? He's better than I am right away. <laughs> like, listening to that, I'm like, huh. Maybe Nico should take over. He had, he had a little bit of, he had some rhythm to some, him. You know what Nico had there in that delivery? Alex, take notes, because I know you want to be an aspiring broadcaster yourself, although you do have the best segment in Canadian radio. He had a lot of pizzazz. Sure. Yeah. I like he that. Had he, lot, he had a lot of moxie. Checked all the boxes, told yeah. the audience, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, follow along on Twitter, because that's going to make it better. Yeah. Got to drop the social handle in there. Yep. So, um, I I think this was a little premeditated by Nico that he's like, hey, stuff is down. Call me because I'll put you on the air so we can talk about sports. But it didn't go as planned for mm. old Nico there. Hit it, Alex. No. Lots going on around the Toronto sports scene, though. Of course, the Jays apparently hot after Irvin Santana right now, but in a bit of a bidding war with the Orioles as well. And of course, how about those Raptors? Have they ever been looking sharp? Pretty good, pretty good indeed. Let's try this again. We got another caller on okay. the line, so caller. let's try. Let's see if we can connect here. Hey there, you're on Sportsnet 590 fan. Hello. All right, nothing there. Well, keep calling in if you are listening. Yeah. So. So just real quick. Just for some context, it's Nico's job to be able to know how to put a collar on the air. Yet yeah, he didn't know how to do it. Yeah, live he's... radio at its finest. Yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah, off the cuff. So, do you have the original part where he tries to put the collar on, <laughs> or the second part where it goes? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay, can here. you find that while I stall? <laughs> so, yeah. I just want to give. I just want to give a little more context. So the next day, uh, people who work at the radio station got wind of it because he posted he posted this on all his socials like he did a good job. So he met our program director, Don Collins, at the time <laughs> mm -hmm. and goes, uh, they weren't going to fire him. They were just going to give him a stern slap on the wrist and don't do that. Hey, I uh, no. appreciate what you thought, but don't do that yeah. again. No. That was a bad idea. No, Nico came in and was like, what are you guys talking about? I saved the radio station and was being like, I don't even understand why we're having this meeting right now. You guys are ridiculous. I saved the station. I crushed that. Did not you hear it? Yeah. They, 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 they had to fire him because of his attitude the next day. Um, here, here's another attempt at Nico trying to put a caller on the air. Hit it, Alex. We're going to plug you in right away here, caller, and uh, let's hear what you have to say. We'll talk anything Toronto sports, Leafs, Jays, Raptors, whatever's on your mind. Let's get to it right away with our first caller. Hey there, yeah. Can you hear me? You are on the air. Hello. Yeah. 
Let's try this again. Hello? Hello? How's it going? <laughs> All right. Didn't seem to quite get anything there. All right. Well, we'll keep it going. No worries. Yeah. There you go. Again, I... <laughs> I think Nico, again, like listening to that, I feel, I feel kind of like a little insecure right now because he's better than I am. But that's fine. That's a legendary clip from in Toronto when Nico the op, the guy whose job is he's it's literally his job, literally live radio, um, off the cuff to put callers on air, and he was unable to put callers on air. But he did his best. Boy, did he try. Yeah, he tried. I like that he kept Man, are going. they looking sharp. <laughs> I don't say that enough. Man, those Calgary Flames look sharp. Wow, they are looking sharp. Yeah. All right, uh, there's Nico Fun. Um, one of the most legendary clips you'll ever hear that nobody heard, but that guy posted it on all his socials and then lost his job after I'm the captain now <laughs> hijacking the entire radio station. Uh, your chance to qualify for a $500 gift card to charm diamond centers. Aaron Rodgers will spend four days and four nights at a retreat with no light, pure darkness. What would be the best and worst Part about that if you had to spend it with your partner. 960, 960, name and location. Rose Report, lots of stuff to get to. LeBron James, we got to get to that. We got to get to Bo Bichette. We got to have some good news for the Flames mm -hmm. on the island and bad news from Detroit. Uh, all of that straight ahead in the Rose Report. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, we gave technical director Alex Brody the, uh, the project yesterday. He's playing DJ. He's going to play songs that have never been heard coming out of the break and apparently that were written before he was born yeah so alex is going to play songs that have never been played before on the big show he's playing dj today this is of course i the tiger by survivor which rocky can... was on last night yeah I, I did see that yeah which is which is on my favorite workout uh soundtrack the rocky four soundtrack yeah. uh when hearts on fire plays i could lift a buick skylark over my head really yeah. a whole skylark that's how nothing that's how bigger jacked up. no yeah like even the Family Guy montage of Hearts on Fire even gets me going, and it's and it's supposed to be jovial. Most of the Family Guy montages no, yes, get me, but the Rocky up. Four soundtracks like giddy up. Mm -hmm. uh, busy, busy show at the top of the hour. Adam Stanley, Sportsnet golf analyst, is going to join us. A little golf chat. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure when we're going to give it away. Like, I don't want to. What? I think it's fluid. What? Our, our somebody to qualify for our five hundred dollar gift card from Charm Diamond Center. Yeah, it's a fluid this morning. There's too much stuff. Yeah, we're just gonna have to find a spot. Uh, text us nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Um, Aaron Rodgers will spend four days and four nights at a retreat with no light, complete darkness. What would be the best and worst part about that if you had to spend it with your partner? Nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Adam Stanley, at the top of the hour. Chef Mike Pigeot. 
at 7.30 in studio. Help you out with your Super Bowl menu. Mm-hmm. Really looking forward to that. And you know, you know what else I'm really looking forward to? What? The Rose Report. And it's brought to you by <laughs> Motorworks. If you own a BMW, Son of a- choose Motorworks. Man, I reeled you in. <laughs> For service and repairs, they'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Yeah, pump me there, Georgie. This one better be good. Uh, Flames practice yesterday. They'll practice again today. We'll break that down for you. They're getting set to play the Red Wings tomorrow. Uh, Super Bowl 57 draws closer. It's going to be on Sunday. Got some details for you. Uh, of course, Bo Bichette. Some news leaking out yesterday. We'll get into that. And live golf is cool. Ish. Yeah. Flames practiced at MSG yesterday before hopping on a plane to Detroit. They'll practice Wednesday at 1130 before facing the Red Wings at 5 o'clock Thursday night. Lots of emotions at MSG Monday night. And that was the big topic of conversation as the players, including Rasmus Anderson, spoke to Flames TV during practice yesterday. If one guy got a big hit, it was, you know, it was three or four guys in there right away. So, um, as I said, it was uh, it was a fun night and, uh, uh, you know, uh, props to the guys who stepped up yesterday. Also uh, gave some props to Dylan Dubé for uh, maybe dancing with a partner who was a bit out of his weight class. And uh, we'll see how that carries over to Thursday's game against Detroit. Flames also sent Dennis Gilbert down to uh, AHL Calgary yesterday. Well, that's good news. Denny Gilbert, as, uh, that probably means they're pretty confident that Chris Tanev is fine after he fought Jacob Truba. I think if you look at the, obviously, there's a gigantic nine-day break between that Friday night game in Seattle and Monday night's game at Madison Square Garden, but the amount of effort the Flames have put forth the last couple games is very encouraging here down the stretch. Like, they definitely, it wasn't a flat spot. It wasn't the flat spot like they were against the Blackhawks at home on the Thursday before the break where the team just looked lifeless. It wasn't as flat as that first period against the Avalanche where they were completely skated out of the barn. I just like the overall energy and determination of this team the last couple games. Correct. And and that's super hard to do after a nine-day break, too, and you did see that on Monday night. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't maybe it wasn't last week because the Flames were off, but the week prior, you were talking about when this team plays their 100% game, they're unstoppable, but you also can't play that game for 82 games out of the year, and that game against the Rangers was one of those contests where... That was what you showed, but can you do that 82 games? Probably not. Yeah, I, I never, I didn't say unstoppable. I said they'd be sure. very hard out in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you saw the effort. And yeah. again, that's what Daryl Sutter wants, and it's impossible to play 82 games that way. Yeah. But that, that game they played that Friday in Seattle was, that's something I would show this team over and over again, that effort. Again, there were some sloppy mistakes in that game against the Rangers that ultimately cost him that game. And there were some big hits thrown by the Rangers, probably the most entertaining game in the NHL this season. But if you're a Flames fan, you have to be very optimistic in what you've seen in the last couple days, couple games, just effort-wise, because that's been an issue with this team. Not starting on time in my Mike Babcock voice. Yeah. And we, that hasn't been the case the last couple days, especially down the stretch here where every game is so crucial for them to get into the playoffs. Mike Babcock. Uh, should also mention I there was... Like I sound the exact same. It's really good. There a good some, man, good family man. Mike Babcock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Uh, some arena reporting yesterday as well from our pal Ryan Pike. He'll join us about 8.30 to talk about this report, but saying that meetings will now be monthly, whereas previously they had only been called by the chair 
kind of by appointment only. Now they're monthly, so that's got to be a good sign. Also sounds like the desired area is still in Victoria Park, which doesn't change. Um, so perhaps inching along, but not really a huge update yesterday. Now, because you're uh, you're the son of Calgary, you're the child of Calgary, do yeah, you yeah, like yeah. the proposed Victoria Park location? Yeah, 100%. It's, it's the only place it should be. You... There's another area west of downtown, but a lot of discussion on the ground not being like you got to do a whole bunch of decontamination too work. Too narrow, and it's too narrow. There was Calgary Did, next didn't for I a long about time. Creosote, creosote. Yeah, there used to be a. Isn't isn't that the stuff that engulfs your house in flames if you don't clean your chimney? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they got to clean up some of that <laughs> in that area, but that's not Victoria Park. Burn once then, every hundred times. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Victoria Park also. Uh, it's a good spot. It, yeah? it would be the best spot. And again, because of transit and because of the highway, it's close the best to downtown spot. transit, close to McLeod Trail, and relatively w- close to Deerfoot because, Trail. And they want to boost downtown up again. You get all of everybody downtown again. They want people living down here. They want people going down here and you know having fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the latest. So everyone's cool with that. Everyone's. Oh, yeah. That's the word should be. I don't know if everyone's the word, but I think if you're a hockey fan, yeah, that's, that's because what, the... what's the biggest complaint of fans getting out of the dome and into the dome? Is that the biggest complaint? Well, this year is kind of unique because there's that ridiculous construction going on by the casino. Okay, but, but, but still, like, yeah, I, I think it, that's an appropriate. It isn't like it's there's major arteries like right there. Like, there's side streets right around the dome that are hard to get to. Yeah, to get to McLeod Trail is not necessarily easy. You gotta right. get past. Yeah, like, there's some. It's tight. Getting out of any building, I feel, yeah. is tight. But, yeah, it's 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 an issue, and it's something that people are continuing. The only thing, I, the, and we'll talk to Ryan about this later on at 8.30. The only thing that I don't, I'm not crazy about is monthly. Like, let's go here. Let's put a shovel in the ground. Yeah, it's a step closer like, in the right direction. But trust me, it's, yeah. every time I hear this, I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, like you, you keep you keep I don't, talking about frankly, all this positivity. Just show me, don't tell me. I don't put the damn shovel in the ground and let's get this thing going. Yes, what he said all last right. night in the NHL. Hockey, love it. Uh, busy night. <laughs> uh, How many people use printers? Still? <laughs> anyway, but good I don't for, know. Well, look for look good for Shaq getting that ink that printer ink money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, Canada. <laughs> My favorite uh, thing about Shaq too is I like when he said about his kids. He goes like, "You're not rich, I'm rich." Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Busy night, especially yeah. as things relate to the Western Conference race. Uh, we begin with the Oilers. They were in Detroit to battle the Red Wings. Pretty rowdy game. Wasn't Rangers and Flames rowdy, but still some fisticuffs, some skirmishes throughout. In the end, Jack Campbell notched his seventh straight win, stopping 30 of 32 shots. A 5-2 victory for Edmonton. Two goals for Warren Fogle as well, including the game winner. As a result, the Oilers are four points ahead of the Flames. They sit fourth in the Pacific and in the first wildcard spot. Vegas was in Nashville to face the Predators, trying to break a four-game losing streak as Vegas began their post-All-Star action. Nashville actually led 1-0, but Vegas very quickly turned this game around. Around the rim, it goes down in front. Smith, an extra pass, score! Michael Amadio set up by Riley Smith. The Knights have tied it 1-1. Here's William Carrier after a loose puck to it. Towards the goal, he scores! The Knights take a 2-1 lead. Michael Amadio's eighth, Will Carrier's 13th, 27 seconds apart. 
And less than just two minutes after Matt Duchesne had opened the score, and Vegas wins it 5-1. to one. Sorry, I wanted to kind of circle back on the Oilers really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one, I saw some of this game last night. Uh, thought Evander Kane looked good for them. Uh, you have to come back he from was, that horrible injury. He was doing very Evander Kane things. He yeah. was in the middle of every skirmish, every pile. Right. He, was he was mixing it up. He was starting to look like that guy yeah. uh, that when, he, when he came over to Edmonton following that trade. And I know I, uh, I'm the king of uh, the disparaging Jack Campbell club here on this show. Sure. Dude's won seven wins in a row. He's 8 was in his last uh, eight starts. So he's been really good lately. But again, someone who's watched a ton of Jack Campbell in his life, I hope he starts game one of the playoffs for the Oilers if you're a Calgary Flames fan secretly. With that uh, Vegas victory, they actually jump all the way back into first place in the Pacific. They jumped over the Idol Kings and the Kraken. Those Kraken were facing former Canuck Bo Horvat and the Islanders. Second game for Horvat with the Isles. And I'm thinking that this might work. Barzell in front. Quick shot, Horvat. He scores! Bo Horvat has his first goal as an Islander. And now 32 on the season. A new career high. Chris King, Islanders Radio Network. Bo Horvat assisted by Matt Barzell. Horvat does set a new career high. That's his 32nd goal this year. Made it 4-0. That's your final score as well. So in the Pacific, it's Vegas with 64 points. Seattle and L.A. with 63. Edmonton with 62. And then Calgary at 58. Uh, Islanders playing some good Islanders hockey. Sorokin with another shutout, his fifth of the year. (laughs) That's a team that, what if they kind of sneak into the playoffs with that horrendous power play? But that's a team you just don't want to play in the playoffs. No, a pain. Because they just want to suffocate the game. They just want to put a pillow over the face of the game and just keep doing it till it stops moving. While punching you in the kidney. Yeah. Like body shots. Like yeah. when I think of these guys, it's body shots. And it's they go just sh- repetitive. Or like the Islanders want to sneak up behind you while you're driving, put a plastic bag over your head and go, <gasps> like and choke out the game. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Mentioned the Predators. Uh, they were chasing the Flames. Uh, Sorry, so I lost. got a little too intense. Yeah, I, I had to really skirt away okay. from that. It got really dark. Um, Vegas, is, they won, but it isn't all bad news because despite the Knights getting a couple more points, the Predators didn't. Uh, Colorado, they're also chasing Calgary. Resumed their post-All-Star break with a game in Pittsburgh. They saw the return of Bowen Byram, who had missed 38 games, and Val Nichushkin, who had only missed two games. But they're both back in the Avalanche lineup. This one needed extra time. A delay call at ice level. Crosby's got it. Feeds it to Latang. Wrist shot. Scores! Are you kidding me? The Penguins storm back to kick off the second half of the season with a come-from-behind 2-1 OT win. Avalanche get a point. Penguins get two. Chris Letang's fifth goal of the season, the OT winner. Elsewhere, Sharks beat the Lightning in overtime. Timo Myers' 30th goal of the season, the overtime winner. And the Ducks beat the Blackhawks 3-2 in overtime in a Bedard Bonanza. Uh, Adaby, Chicago. Well, again... Uh, you for, still got one point, so you yeah, kind of botched it. But For teams like the Jackets, the Habs, the Flyers, big three-point game for the Ducks and the Blackhawks <laughs> last night. <laughs> I might have looked at the standings last time. I'm like, that's a good win. Yeah. Good. Great job, guys. Good job, Anaheim. Really needed it. Yeah. Only two games tonight. Canucks in New York to battle the Rangers just after six. Elsewhere, the Wild take on the Stars. That'll go at 630. Did want to mention as well, the Sabres have signed Dylan Cousins, the workhorse from Whitehorse. Show me the money! 
seven-year extension, $49.7 million. That's $7.1 million per season, 43 points, including 17 goals and 49 games this season. His third season in the NHL, a former top 10 pick in 2019. Uh, again, Kevin Adams getting stuff done for the Buffalo Sabres, signing all these kind of like risky but could look really good deals down the road. Yeah, like to have Tage and Dylan Cousins at 14, less than $15 million, like five years from now. They have Darlene locked up already. They got that Samuelson kid who they love, who's a a hard-nosed guy. Sure, they're paying way too much money to Skinner and uh, Kyle Oposo, but eventually those contracts, especially the Oposo one, will be gone, but he's the captain of the team. But again, Kevin Adams doing some work in Buffalo. There's some intriguing contracts there that have to come off the books. Like, Ocposo's six mil comes off this season. Like, the, the one that you mentioned that's a little bit more... Um, yeah. And he's actually kind of been a lot better the last season and a half. He was just an absolute anchor on that team. Yeah. He should have been wearing a mask to the ring because he was robbing the Sabres. <laughs> but at least he's been better lately. Skinner has four more years at $9 million per after this. But they had to sign him after that year. They did. And no one was going to play there. So, yeah. uh, From the NFL, we do continue to prepare for Super Bowl 57 on Sunday. Media veils have been plenty of fun. Uh, someone had asked Nick Sirianni if this was a big game. So that was neat. Uh, another individual had asked Nick Sirianni uh, about players that he wouldn't let it date his daughter, uh, which was inappropriate because his daughter's seven. Oh, boy. So there was that. Uh, and then yesterday it was Jarek McKinnon, the Chiefs running back with a bit of a doozy. Uh, hard to find the audio, so I'll just tell you about it. He was asked if he knew anything about Germany because the Chiefs are going overseas for a game in Germany next season. He uh, responded by asking if Amsterdam was in Germany. Oof, that's something my current girlfriend would say. <laughs> she has no idea about geography. Good try, though. Yeah, like Good. if you would, if you had asked my current girlfriend, point out Africa on the map of the world, she probably couldn't do it. <laughs> that's how terrible she is at geography. No, I'm not kidding. That's like, good. I'm not kidding. That's good. That's good. I'll be like, hey, what's the ocean that borders um, British Columbia? She'd be like, Atlantic. She wouldn't know. She would have no idea. The ocean. Real quick, too. Speaking of geography, sure. I saw that oh, report good. that the NHL wants to get into Australia. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. That's a good business model. They should maybe put a team in Australia. I was like, what is this? The CFL? Come yeah. on now. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. From the NFL, I uh, did want to mention this as well. We've been sprinkling in these fun stats all week. I got another one, and this one also ties into the NHL. I'm wondering if you can tr- guess this trivia question, George. Ooh, okay. You ready? Like Get a little this. game show music for you. Uh, as we know, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is facing the team that he used to be the head coach for in the Philadelphia Eagles. I had 14 great years there. I loved every minute of it. Um, it's a great organization. Since the expansion era began, there has only been one instance in the NHL where a head coach faced his former team in the Stanley Cup final. Do you know who that is? I'll give you a couple of hints. It was in the last 20 years. Ken Hitchcock? And this individual ended up being promoted to general manager shortly after winning the cup. He was the head coach of one team. Yeah. And then he faced that team in the Stanley Cup final with a different team and then became a general manager. I'm totally blanking right 2007, now. Brian Murray coached the Senators oh. to a Stanley Cup against the Anaheim Ducks. He had been the head well, they coach. They didn't of- win the Stanley Cup. Well, he was the coach, but yeah. Yeah, he faced his former team. Yeah. 
he coached the Senators to a Stanley Cup against the Anaheim Ducks, the and then Stanley he was the head Cup coach. Final. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought you meant a championship. That's what kind of threw me off. Mm. Because they lost to the Ducks. Well, that. yeah, they did. He was the head coach of Anaheim the year before, and then he was the That's GM That's what kind there. of threw me off, because he won the Cup, and I was thinking about Cup winners and coaches. Okay, I worded it a little bit wrong. Sorry, but it was 2007. Hey, you don't have to get sensitive Murray. about it. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Alex makes numerous on a, on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. I'm just We're kidding. Just, I'm just, just, just throwing <laughs> I was like, hey! Sorry, Alex. I appreciate that, don't though. Make Thanks. him come over there. Yeah, yeah I bet. Uh, Jay's note as well. Um, yeah. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! No crying. That movie still holds up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pitchers and catchers report next week on Thursday. I hate spring training baseball this- so much. <laughs> I hate it. Thursday was supposed yeah. to be the arbitration case for one Bo Bichette. Yeah. Um, ben Nicholson-Smith reported that, reported the numbers. Then hours later, he reported that talks had moved along on a multi-year deal. And then late in the evening, as I was getting ready for bed, yep. he reported that they had come to terms on a three-year deal. We still don't know exactly what the money is, but it does sound like... Uh, Bo Bichette is going to be signed for the next three seasons, so they're going to avoid yeah. arbitration. Yeah, which I get. It's good news, but it's not sort of, that long either, right? It's it's good news, but not great news, I guess. It just kicks the problem down the road just a couple more right. years. So what he's done was he's eliminated his arbitration years. It's not like the Jays didn't buy one year of free agency at all. They've, no. just, they've just given him a three-year deal, which covers his arbitration-eligible years. And again, baseball contracts and stuff like that's like really weird, and it's all comparables. And I, I don't, I personally don't know it as well as like the NHL salary cap. And you want to get into cap weirdness, uh, get into like the NFL and the NBA with like bird rights and all these other things. Oh yeah, but, franchise tags. Yeah, stuff that's like right. That. But they, but they've uh, bought up three years of his arbitration-eligible years, which is good yeah because then he has to sit there through the arbitration case where the blue jays crap all over him to pay him less money but at the same time they don't have him locked down but i don't know if that's necessarily the worst thing either bobachet's a very good player mm-hmm. but i know he led the american league in hits again that's right right yeah he led the yeah, american league in hits but he's a little questionable at shortstop he's probably a better second baseman than he is shortstop and this potentially could be a trade chip, but I'm not sure if you want to trade Bo Bichette. And it's super interesting. What does this ultimately mean, which is the big fish for Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Because that's all we're all waiting for the massive extension Vlad Jr. is going to sign. And the, the Blue Jays are at a disadvantage for this. Um, both of their dads know the business of baseball. Yes, they sure do. This isn't like a, a Juan Soto situation. This isn't Lamar Jackson being repped by only well, not himself. Even, not even a um, uh, Juan Soto, a uh, Ronald Acuna situation mm. where he signed that big massive extension with Atlanta because he wanted that money right away to help people back home who needed that money. And again, you can criticize because he probably left tens of millions of dollars on the table, but he wanted to help out his family to be in that situation. Vlad and Bourne in that situation. Their dad's made a ton of money playing baseball, and they know the business of baseball. So that's the only concerning thing if I'm a Blue Jays fan. Like, that's great that they signed Bo here, but let's get to Vlad Jr. because he is the face of the franchise. Let's lock that guy down in a 10-year deal. From the NBA, history made yesterday. The Lakers face the Thunder. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! 
LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most points in NBA history, now at 38,390, three more than Abdul-Jabbar with plenty of tread left on the tires for James. The Lakers lost the game 133-130. to uh, Real quick, too, that was uh, most points in the regular season. Le- LeBron James is already the uh, all-time playoff scorer in NBA history. But again, an unbelievable evening last night. They stopped the game. He broke the record. 10 seconds left in the third quarter. And if you see the photo that you mentioned it, like everybody just has their iPhones out recording it. Bill They're, Knight is the only one that doesn't yeah. have his phone out. Yeah, because he's sitting right beside LeBron's kids. Yeah, he uh, the guy, obviously, that the chairman of Nike, uh, the, the OG of Nike there, Phil Knight. But yeah, LeBron James, congratulations to him. And the most amazing part about LeBron James breaking this record is scoring's not even his best attribute. No. Like he's a playmaker first, which is just incredible that that guy's had, he's been so successful. He's been so incredible, so dominant for so many years that that's not even his best attribute. And again, when you look at some of the numbers Kareem had, like ridiculous. Six he only MVPs. had one three-point shot. I saw that. Threw that's that insane stat up. He, had, he shot yeah. one three-point shot. Kareem's also third all-time on rebounds, which is just a <laughs> phenomenal stat. But again... Congratulations to LeBron James. Did you also see the weird Drake thing where he tried to be funny and was full of jokes? Is that why he's trending? Yeah, Drake's trending because last night during the broadcast, they had like Snoop Dogg say something to him. They had Magic say something to him. And then Drake's like, oh, I'm in Akron, Ohio. Congratulations. And then like the green screen, like the sheet falls back and he's in a club in Miami. And he's <laughs> like, hey, girls, just say hi. And he was just, Drake was just full of jokes. Last good, night. It good was for super him. awkward. Really good stuff. Uh, Raptors back in action tonight as well. They yep. host the Spurs at 530. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, before we get to our local notes as well, a golf note. As we know, the Waste Management Open is this weekend. Adam Stanley is going to join us in mere moments. Yesterday, Live Golf tried to get a little bit of the hype by announcing their 12 teams for the upcoming season and their respective captains with the season set to start in just over two weeks in Mexico's Riviera Maya. Now, the problem for me here, George, is that the description of these teams seem to be written by university students trying to get into marketing or fit or sales. Um, for instance, this is a description for Bryson DeChambeau's team, if we call in uh, PR Patricia here. Class is in session. There are no half measures with crushers. As the name suggests, they're all about boldness and confidence. Oh they're here to win. And they're here to show the rest of the world how it should be done. That's right. When Bryson and his boys are on the tee, class is in session. (laughs) This is a team that isn't just thinking outside the box. (laughs) It's crushing the box, (laughs) then building a better one. Because while there's no such thing as perfection, the quest for greatness never ends. Was that crushing that box? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Again, hey, listen. Good for Bryson for crushing that box. So, um, again, like that video, too, of them trying to be all cool, like playing air guitar with like the golf clubs and even and even like and even like even like Brooks Kepka trying to dance is like, what did I get myself into? Oh, yeah. I know why Brooks Kepka went there. Well, obviously made over 100 million dollars, but he also wanted to get his brother paid. You mean my favorite excuse in all of this is, is how Bubba Watson said, oh, the reason I I got in because I saw my son. With like an aces tee in his bedroom, and I knew he loved live golf. All right, shut up, Baba. You went there to chase the just gobs of money they gave you. And apparently, this is something we'll talk to Adam Stanley shortly about. They're not making any money. 
Like no. they're literally not making any money. No, the lawyers said zero revenue from last year. But but again, it doesn't matter because that Saudi public fund, it's an unlimited amount of money. It does not matter that they're not making any cash. Nope. I don't think people realize that. They're not in it to make money. Nope. It's just for the Saudis to look good. That's all this that the entire point of the entire live golf scene. It's why everything that's happened with their TV rights has happened the way it has. Yeah. Again, who doesn't think of, you know, when I think of the Gilmore Girls and Dawson's Creek back in the day and Charmed, and then I think of Live Golf on the CW, because that all makes total and complete sense. You were mentioning Brooks Ka- Brooks Kepka, uh, the captain of the Smash Golf Course. Oh. Fight like family. Smash brings the power oh, and bundles of it. This is a team led by big hitting Brooks Kopka, who crunched <laughs> one drive more than a quarter of a mile in 2022. But there's Grace too. Smash sees itself as a family, a close-knit gang that fights as one. With Smash, it's all of them or nothing at all. As a unit fused together by self-belief and total dedication, all right, they're on. here I, to I work. Can't. They're here anymore. to These fight. These aren't good? And you don't like this? Win. This, this writing hard for Does you to Brooks listen to? crush box though like Bryson? <laughs> this is a team that isn't just thinking outside the box. Oh, it's man. crushing the box. Yeah. <laughs> Just stomping on it. <laughs> Locally, Dave Dickinson may, met the media yesterday. I got more of these. They're they please, are, please they don't. are phenomenal. If we have any time during the show, I'm well, gonna we'll, play. We'll some ask more. Adam Stanley about them. I I have to play some of them. They're so bad. Uh, Dave Dickinson met the media yesterday. Ahead of free agency opening up February the 14th. Most notably, fans want to know about linebacker Jameer Thurman. Those discussions remain open. Uh, also intrigued to see what happens with defensive end Falera and Rimalade, but not a ton of updates there. It does sound like a uh, long-time Stampeder and UFC product Richie Sindani going to test-free agency as well. Looking forward to see what his next chapter is, and don't be shocked if Stamps do announce a couple more interior signings before things get going on the 14th. And the Hitmen begin a five-game road trip. They are uh, down bad. Six straight losses for the Hitmen. Still in the playoff spot, but you got to try and right the ship here. Won't be easy. They face the Wagon Winnipeg Ice in their next two games. Puck drop goes at 6 o'clock tonight. And you can hear it right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan with our boy, Brad Curl. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, great stuff, Maddie. And the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. All because right, legacies ahead. aren't given. They were built with dreams and um, drive. Uh, we'll talk about that live golf promo trying to be cool fiasco. They'd rather lose a tournament and win a friend than lose a friend and win a tournament. Oh, man. Uh, Adam Stanley, <laughs> Sportsnet golf analyst, straight ahead. Play. Well, let's just play that clip for Adam, and he'll tee up the White Waste Management <laughs> Open, too, which has turned into one of the premier events on the PGA Tour. And uh, Chef Mike Pigeot, managing partner and executive chef at uh, Pat and Betty in studio, help you out with your Super Bowl menu. Mm-hmm. Yum, Looking yum, forward yum. to that. Yeah. And uh, we're still Places taking your text messages. Right. 960-960, name and location. Aaron Rodgers will spend four days and four nights at a retreat with no light. Complete darkness. What would be the best part uh-huh. and the worst part about that if you had to spend it with your partner? 960-960, name and location. Uh, we're taking a qualifier for a $500 gift card to Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, we got to get to the break. We're super late. Big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Four aces are ready to step up, ready to fight, and ready to win.